All right, we're back. Episode four of the Chain Hoop Heroes. It's DJ Trig, but you can just call me Trig on this podcast. Um, got Jack Maxwell, my co-host. How we doing tonight? Good friend, secret lover, yeah. and a special guest on the show tonight. Um, I'm not going to do what I did to Con John the other week and say it. Not a super cool guest. He's super cool. The super, coolest. The coolest. A wing night bingo legend at Blarney's Pub and Grill. And an Orno captain. Oh, captain, my captain. John Larkin. John Larkin. <laughs> Thanks for having me, boys. No, I appreciate Go for it. No, 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 no. All right. Um, just want to talk a little bit about Larkin. We go back. Basketball, tennis, we have some good memories together. But more importantly, Larkin has a history with hoops and online hoops. This is the two-date winner of the Mall of America 2K competition. $2,000 in the bank account. He's a baller on the court and on the sticks. And tonight, he's on our podcast. Thanks a lot. It means it means the world to me. Um, I want to thank Connor Johnson for uh, inspiring me to come on this podcast. I had a listen of your last podcast. Phenomenal stuff. You guys are doing something great here. And uh, I want to thank you boys for having me. You know. Well, awesome, John. Uh, we appreciate you. So let's, let's start us off. Um, I know you're from Minnesota, but growing up. Uh, who were your favorite teams and players that you uh, that inspired you to pick up the ball yourself? Yeah, so growing up, Chris Paul was like my guy. Mm. My dad would take me to all the Hornets games when they're in town. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, he just had like the finesse of like a uh, modern day Pistol Pete Maravich, just like <laughs> on a different class from the rest of the dribblers. Like the number two guys were like Rondo or. Tony Parker back then and even maybe some Steve Nash don't forget, don't forget yeah, Nash, don't yeah yeah Steve Nash <laughs> later in his career like right before he went to the Lakers but like I don't know I think that Monty Ginobili and Chris Paul were probably my biggest like influences I, I love the fact that both of them can dribble in between guys legs mm-hmm. and uh show off pretty well I've uh always been like a Steph Curry antagonist. I've never really taken his side in any argument. I like I that. Yeah. I, old school. Old school. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I'm not a huge Durant guy either, but yeah, I uh, love Zion and Luka Doncic. They're the most exciting players right now, I'd say. But yeah. Well, rumor has it that Zion is actually – there's talks about Zion maybe going to play D-line for um, the New York Jets or – Maybe or maybe even I've heard some WWE rumors because I mean I think he he's like three hundred pounds three hundred pounds I don't I mean is that tough you're That's a fan dangerous. you don't you don't even see him on the court he looks like Charles Barkley after coming home from Vegas <laughs> probably slamming cheeseburgers and looks and like uh, looks like Bubba McFarlane. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, this is a way too early question, but. Who is your, uh, right now, January 27th, who's going to be in the finals and who's going to win it? You just have to say right now. You know, I think it's going to be Brooklyn versus the Suns. Oh. And I think the Suns are going to win it all. 
MVP. Uh, Devin Booker. Devin Booker. Okay. I do think so. I think JaVel McGee was a huge <laughs> addition. Like legit. He was. He was. Because, I completely agree. Like they didn't have a single backup center in the finals last year. You look like uh, Sarit or Dario yeah. Sarit. I, I, let's not injured. throw any shade at Frank Kaminsky here. Outside <laughs> of Devin Booker, fun fact, uh, Frank the Tank is the only other Suns player to have a 30-point game this year. That is true. That's fair. <laughs> Sabermetrics. Yeah, Wisconsin Badger alum led that team to the championship. I mean, he he, he really didn't play in the – I mean, he kind of played in the finals last year, I think, a little bit. He didn't bit. get too many minutes. They put uh, Crowder um, on Giannis a lot it and, did. like, stretched him to the five. So, like, if when you give, like, a seven-foot athletic center, like, the ball with Chris Paul on the court, like – Good things happen, so I think that their defense and offense both got better. Um, well, I was just watching the Sun. Every time I watch, every time I watch a Suns game, it is just beautiful to watch Chris Paul in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he's just—it's yeah. fucking—it's beautiful. That elbow jumper is uh, uh, the fate. Yeah, the leaner, yeah. the leaner elbow jumper on the right side. He sank the the uh, Spurs with that exact move with a bank. Um, to go on against the Rockets, but then got injured that same game. Ooh, you're right. They would have won it that year. They could have. I think they would have won it. That was the Durant Warriors year, right? I think they – well, they're up 3-2. Before that. Well, the, the Rockets Houston? year. No, no, on the Clippers. Oh, on the Clippers. Oh, oh okay. Is that when they're okay. up 3-1? Yeah, when they're up 3-1 on the Rockets. Okay, that's Doc's fault. I'm sorry. That's, <laughs> that's, that's 100% Doc Rivers' fault. I'm not going to blame anyone else. Like just make a fucking adjustment. Adjustment. Like you can't, you can't lose three games in a row. No, you can't. All right, well, guys, we have a great show tonight. Um, bunch of interesting topics, and the Wolves fan in me wants to start off with uh, the self-monitored Black Jesus. As Delo says, talk to him. Keep talking to him. Talk Anthony to him. Anthony Edwards, man. <laughs> um, he had a forty-point game the other night. Uh, on Tuesday night, 40 points versus the Blazers. He now has four 40-point games before turning the age of 21, tied with KD and Luka. And the only person ahead of them is LeBron James. And uh, he said today that he's he's gunning for him. He wants, to, he wants to take that out. He wants more than eight. He doesn't turn 21 until next season. Uh, there's a lot of ant doubters coming into his rookie year and uh, – I mean, he only shot 29% from deep his lone year in college, 33 as a rookie. And now, for the last two months, January and December, he is shooting 41% on nine three-point attempts, which is is fucking electric. I don't know how else to put it. Um, what do you guys thoughts about Ant right now? Um, I, go ahead. No, Larkin, your guess. Go ahead. I think that people don't give him enough credit because he comes from the same draft class as LaMelo, and LaMelo is, like, potentially an all-star this season. We'll get into that later. Um, Playoff-bound team uh, in the East where it's easier. So I feel like <laughs> Ant-Man just hasn't gotten the credit. Like, obviously, he's a highlight reel dunker and a playmaker, but – I think he's going to develop into, like, limiting turnovers, and he's got the athleticism to be, like, an insane defender. So mm-hmm. I'm hype on the Ant-Man bandwidth. Perfect, perfect. What do you think, what do you think Trey? Yeah, Ant's uh, a specialist. I think it's just a matter of um, 
just finding because I think we talked we talked about the car like we said it before I mean for the Wolves I feel like Amp has to become the guy for them mm-hmm. um Carl's mm-hmm. not gonna be in, oh, damn it Malik we have the Malik over tonight of 10 and a half points I think he's sitting at six right now he is yeah he's gotta make some buckets but um yeah, I, just, I think you just got to find exactly who Ant needs to be. Is he going to be – is he going to evolve into a James Harden-like player, which is what a lot of scouts were saying about him going into the draft, that he had like this – like a James Harden style of play. He does. Which you definitely can see it, which is like the like the dribble, dribble between the legs, a step back in somebody's face. He's And he's got like that size like Harden where he can take it to the hoop and he's like – he can finish with contact, he's, but I mean, I think he's gonna be a way better defender than Harden. Um, he just he plays hard. Um, he is the most. He is the second most um, loose balls corralled per game this year, second to John Morant. Yeah. Interestingly enough, I know Wolves fans always do the him the meme of him Michael, um, and I said this in the car too. Ant can call himself Black Jesus all he wants. I'm cool with it, but Larry Bird in 1986 called Michael Jordan God. So, well, um, <laughs> but I mean, they in all retrospect, it's like Ant does remind me of a modernized Michael the way he plays because I think his his evolution with this Wolves team is I don't see him being unless D'Lo left unless D'Lo left I don't see him evolving into like that hardened playmaker. Because he, um, he doesn't have to do it all. No, he doesn't. And and Harden didn't either until he got to Houston. I think Pat Bev was starting alongside him. Yeah. So uh, maybe Lowry for a bit? No, Lowry was gone. He was gone by then? Um, But yeah, I mean, but so Ant can kind of take on that Michael role where he is, he is the scorer. He's a guy that's going to get you a bunch of steals. Um. Yeah, and just like give you a lot of hustle on defense. He could be an elite defender. Like he really, he has all the potential in the world. He can be a guy that's scoring close to thirty a night, getting you a couple steals a night. Um, but importantly, he he called himself Black Jesus. There's only one other player in NBA history to call himself Black Jesus. That was Michael Jordan in his third year in the league. Michael called himself Black. He Jesus called himself too? Black Jesus in the uh, exhibition game. So that's why he did it. Season. That's why he did it. So there's okay. Um, that makes sense. I like it. Well, from Ant, we can slide into the Wolves right now. Um, well, and even like what we were watching, we were listening to the Athletic podcast where like Ant like leads this team, and that's like something really special about him and Lamelo is they came out of these teams, and he's a leader. They're both leaders on these teams. They changed the teams. Yeah, they definitely changed the culture. Um, like calls out Cat for getting flustered during double teams and. Like, he's not afraid to hold guys accountable, and that's what the best players do. That's true. That's why Michael was so great. Is at an early age, he was punching guys in the face, <laughs> just telling motherfuckers, like, how, what they need to do, and led him to six championships. So, now, John, um, have you been watching the Wolves this year? I have. Um, I watched him more last year. Okay. I, uh, how? 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 They're horrible last year. Everyone was hurt. You watched some more Wolf games last year. I, I did. I, it was because of Ant. I, I really am a big fan of Ant, and uh, I had more time last year. True. But yeah. uh, I'm hype on them this year. 
either the plans or the playoffs, I think that we have a chance to play meaningful basketball, which isn't something that Minnesota fans can say very often. Amen. Um, well, the Wolves right now are over 500. We have more wins than we did at this point than we did all last season. Um, we're only a game and a half back of the sixth seed. I think we have a shot of even skipping the play-in tournament. I think Dude. barring any catastrophic injury, um, I think that we have a chance. I think that there's still like a hard road ahead of us. You got like around that spot, you'll maybe have Utah, you maybe have Dallas, the Lakers, the Clippers if they get players back. But I'm excited to see some playoff basketball. I saw a ridiculous Timberwolves stat the other day. I don't know if I remember it. It was about like beating like Golden State and like our dude. It was like Minnesota is about to be like one of four teams that did this. And it was like Golden State, Phoenix. I like, really wish I could remember, but I was hoping you might have saw it and you no, could. No, I, have, I have a different Timberwolves stat that I can throw out. Yeah, you throw it out. Okay, so um, when D'Lo signed his contract with the Warriors. His kind of status in the league was lower than it was when he was playing for Brooklyn. Um, but he came to the Wolves. People didn't really have much faith in him. And over the over the last two seasons, Ooh. D'Angelo Russell has hit uh, he's hit the most game winning or tying shots in the last ten seconds of fourth quarter of the fourth quarter or overtime. He's six of eleven from the field, three of six from deep over the last two seasons under ten seconds which is better than Tatum and DeRozan, who are the two guys beneath them. Yeah, yeah he's ice a in his veins. Ice in his veins. He's been coming back. Um, enough about making shots, though. Let's get to the nitty-gritty. Let's get to uh, let's get to causing injuries and creating ruckus on the court. Yeah, so no longer uh, I'm going to give J.J. Redick a pass this week. I've been saving my anger and hatred and just channeling it for the last – Few days over Grayson Allen. It's now Grayson Allen. John, did you see this? You see I did. this play? I did see the play. So my initial thoughts. So Grayson Allen got sped up for one game while Crusoe had to get surgery. Yeah. I get where they're coming from. I get it. They're like they're looking at it as in like, oh, he had a pass in college, but he hasn't had a pass. Like he hasn't done anything crazy in the NBA, which is True. like we've seen him throw some cheap shots in the NBA. It's just blatantly untrue. Um, Nothing to injure another player, though, which is what yeah. happened Monday night or Sunday night. But, like, a guy is yeah. up in the air, and a lot of players thought this was really ridiculous how this turned out. A lot of former players weighed in. So the first swipe, that's that's a basketball play. Yep. But the second swipe, and as he with the, with the other arm, is pulling Crusoe down. That's not a basketball play. That's an intent to hurt someone. And he's, like, horizontal yeah. in the sky completely at his most vulnerable position and he literally threw him out of the, the fucking ground where he smacked his head and broke his wrist i just like i just can't believe the nba just went with the one game um not john, even a fine john how long do you think he should be out well if you look for parody in the league a similar situation was when Jokic hit morris ah. and morris has been out for 30 games since he hasn't more. played since yeah um and i they give him one game and although it didn't look as bad as Grayson Allen's, I guess the injury will keep the player out for similarly as long. Um, I remember the 
I don't know if you guys remember the Kevin Love uh, Scola head stomp. <laughs> Wait, no. When uh, Kevin Love was on the Timberwolves, he stomped on Louis Scola's head when he was on the <laughs> ground, looked down, looked back up, stepped on his head and passed the ball. Wow. Wow. And uh, was suspended for three games. I mean, I I get I get how terrible it is. Like, I honestly don't understand how more players don't intentionally hurt other players <laughs> with that small of a penalty and that That's much at risk. Good. But I don't know. Every every they say every good team has that dirty player, you know, the Matt Barnes, yeah. the James Johnson, Dennis Rodman, all all the the mean guy who is gonna throw an elbow or talk in your face or the Jake do Crowder for the Suns, yeah, yeah, or the Draymond Green, that exactly. the, the anchor defender who won't let the team, like I don't know, get pushed around, yeah. So I saw this um, on Twitter, and this guy had this idea. Um, so I'll just say like this. So player X is injured by player Y. So in this case, Caruso gets injured by Grayson Allen. Should Grayson Allen have to sit out until Caruso comes back? That's probably that's probably just a little too much. I just think the punish I don't know. It was just a, such a like with Jokic and Morris. There, that was a scuffle. Morris Morris threw the first shot and so, like, Jokic got pissed mm-hmm. off. And it was a cheap shot, but, like, looking at it, you're like, oh, that's not a dangerous play, you know? That's not, like, a blade. Like, the player isn't hanging horizontally in the air, and you're not throwing him down to the ground. Like, he took a cheap shot, and... But regardless, should players have to sit out for as long as the injury that they cause? If it's, like, if the NBA deems it intentional, then almost may... But they would never make Jokic sit for that long. They can never do that. Grayson Allen, on the other hand, he's a fucking role player. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. Make the guy sit. All right, Malik, you need a three? Yes, yes. All right, there what we you, go. What do you think, John? Do you think that's too go. drastic of a move for the NBA to make? Or do you think it's just uh, I, I, has some logic? I do. I think the NBA has always been lackadaisical on that. And it's more entertaining to see, like aggressive play some dirty shots when there's an injury obviously it's horrible but the nba doesn't really hold people accountable to that measure i mean the only people you can talk about like substantial suspensions are like the malice at the palace players and they were only out for a year and they stormed the crowd and punched <laughs> and, the fans. And beat up fans. Exactly. Yeah. So if, if we're comparing <laughs> that to Grayson Allen taking a dirty shot, like, yeah, I'd say that the punching the fans was 82 times worse. <laughs> so he's out for a whole year and so yeah. game. But I don't know. The NBA has never really been hard Damn near arrested. Did any of you watch the Malice and yeah, the Palace the yeah. first documentary? Yeah, that was, was really crazy. Was that really was good. beautiful. I didn't understand – because I didn't really start like really getting into basketball until like the late 2000s. Ron Artest yeah. is a very misunderstood man. But I don't like. Meta. I didn't know how good the Pacers Meta. were. How like how much of a chance they had to Me neither. make it in the East. They're good. I didn't think they were they really were that good. Yeah. They were really good. Reggie Miller was out that game, but they had lost to the Pistons the year if, before. I think if Reggie's on the court, I don't. Happen. It doesn't happen. Reggie's like. I think Reggie Miller. Reggie they're, Miller yeah. would not have let that happen. They're probably winning, and they're not in a position to lose their mind. Well, I just think 
even if it – I think Reggie is not letting Ron Artest go into the stands. I don't know. Not many people can stop Ben Wallace and Ron Artest from getting in a fight. Could you? Those two are, like, arguably top ten scariest guys. Yeah. Ben Wallace, for sure. In the NBA history. Ben Wallace. People people sleep on Rasheed Wallace. They talk about Ben Wallace a lot. Rasheed Wallace was a great player. He, he led was, the lead in He was scary, in, too. In text, like, almost He was every scary, year. too. In Detroit. Yeah. I remember I went to Timberwolves game and I saw Kevin Garnett get ejected for throwing the ball at Rasheed Wallace's head. <laughs> Pissed a lot of guys off. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Um, Maybe that should be our next, uh, our next Mount Rushmore I guys. Think, guys, you don't want to go to a back alley with. I think that might be our that might be our Mount Rushmore for tonight. We'll just have to see. Yeah, maybe uh, we'll see how timing goes. Maybe we'll have to do that one on the spot. All right. Um, Adams. So. <laughs> All right, so uh, it's nearing the trade deadline, Fe- February tenth. We're gonna have a trade deadline special show, but uh, yeah, we just get drunk for hours straight. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. I think I have class, but mm-hmm. I'll I'll pregame the deadline during class. I'll pregame the deadline. Um, but no, it looks interesting. Uh, we can start it off with uh, this James Harden shit. So James Harden notoriously did not sign the extension earlier in the season, which would have been four years. Over two hundred million dollars. A man would be making fifty million a year. He turns it down. Now there's uh, Kendrick Perkins is reporting that he's telling Philly, "Come get me," and he's telling Brooklyn management, "I don't. I haven't said anything." So uh, if you're Philly, do you swing a Ben Sim, uh, Ben Simmons, James Harden? Well, Harden's got to open up. It's just like a. It's like how like, how like so like. Like, for example, like, apparently I need to open up more with my girlfriend and Harden, let's say, like, Harden's boyfriend in the it's, Brooklyn it's, front office is a girlfriend. He's, he needs to be like, I'm not happy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, like I didn't, okay, I didn't, great tell, com- I didn't tell my girlfriend that. I love her very much. Well, but great comparison. Great comparison. Maybe man, we should cut that part out. Man, We're still pretty early. Man opening <laughs> up. Man opening up. I like, I like yeah. her very much. Yes. We need to normalize NBA guys opening up about their about their feelings more. Well, That's what because like, you can't just go. Philly can't go get him if Brooklyn doesn't know he wants to actually go. Because they're gonna say, say no. We're gonna sign you next offseason, but we're at, and all inevitably we're gonna lose you for nothing. Yeah. So and think, I mean, what do you think, John? Well, you look at James Harden. He's obviously not in the situation that he expected when he went to Brooklyn. Correct. Kyrie has been playing only a few games. Um, Durant has been in and out with injury, and while they're still wow. a fantastic team while they're on the court, it's obviously not what he expected. Um, the formula with him and Durant didn't really work in Oklahoma City, and I know that he had a lot less minutes than Westbrook, and that might have been the reason, but I don't know. I feel like they just aren't enough to get over the hump they need that lockdown defender they need someone that can spot up shoot i mean joe harris is good but he's been out for most he's been out for so long i i'm not as big on the brooklyn bandwagon as most people are and i understand why james harden might want out and philadelphia would be a perfect fit for him um although yeah great strip clubs (laughs) although Embiid isn't really the alley-oop like catch a ball and dunk it type player. 
If you Andy. if you draw a double team and throw it to him within six feet of the hoop, he'll somehow get it in because he's so big. But I mean, it's just like that pick and roll, pick and pop action with him and Joel that would work it'd so be, well. It'd be insane. It'd probably be the best guard big man duo. That we that we've seen in a while. And that you we've even seen in a while. And yeah. you won't see like players play down like they would on Ben Simmons and clog up the paint where Embiid would have the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and they also can't help on James on uh, James Harden because with a pop situation, the center has to come out to defend an Embiid three because he's such a good shooter. True. No, it's uh, it's interesting. I mean, in Ben Simmons, if you put him on a Kyrie and Durant Brooklyn team, now that is a team that I would buy some stock into. I would have a lot more faith in that big three than the current makeup. Um, they With- need that defense. I think Brooklyn losing Jarrett Allen was probably one of their worst mistakes. If mm-hmm. they kept Jarrett Allen and didn't do this James Harden trade, and they had Kyrie, KD, Joe Harris – They'd be and terrifying. Jared Allen. They'd be terrifying. Fuck. They're coming out of the East without a doubt. They'd be coming out of the East without a doubt. That Too much star potential. They, they desperately need a rim protector, and Jared Allen was just – he could take he could take Giannis down low. I don't even I don't even know who the – like the Nets have like the weirdest starters. Well, and they're trying to get rid of Claxton too. Right now, Claxton's injured, so they have someone named um, Dave, oh. Dayron Sharp. Starting that rookie, he's Day- been. Oh, that's that's Kessler Edwards. You have Dayron Sharp starting at center. But yeah, I mean, I think like inevitably, like people say, like, oh, Harden doesn't want to live in Brooklyn, all this shit. Um, I don't. I I really think it comes down to Kyrie. I think he's. It's just, this is just not what he signed up for, and like John was saying, and he came to win a championship and. A part-time Kyrie Irving is not going to get this team past Milwaukee or no. even Chicago when they're healthy. Or Cleveland. Okay, here okay. we go. Okay. Um, here we go. All right, well. But maybe, honestly. Maybe. But, like, yeah. they would – they would. it would be hard against them even, or even Miami. Like, I just – people are saying, oh, the East still runs through Brooklyn. I completely disagree. The East still runs through Milwaukee. Yes, Amen. I agree with that. But, no, I don't – it's been proven this year that Brooklyn has not beaten good teams. You don't think they, the Heat, the Heat have a claim at that too? Come yeah, I mean, I, yeah, no, they definitely. I just we haven't seen the Heat healthy enough to be like, okay, like the East runs through Miami. I would agree. I can. We have to see this team's healthy now. So, um, I mean, they're probably going to stay atop of the East. They definitely could. I mean, uh, the Bulls have a pretty easy stretch of schedule. I think they'll hang on up there too, but. Um, yeah, I mean, Brooklyn's, with their injury problems now, they are definitely prone to drop. And, I mean, I think Harden just signed up, didn't sign up for this part-time Kyrie shit. And this team, especially when Durant's injured now, like, I, I think he's Harden didn't play the other night. I think he just needs rest. And, I mean, I think I read something that was his face, the, like the GM or not the GM, like the owner of Philly, Michael – Something he's like best friend to little baby or like good friends to little the, baby. The owner of the Sixers is best friends with little baby. Not best friends, good friends. Okay. Um, I didn't. He's tight this. with a bunch of rappers. Honestly, he has like rappers come to the game and, and share, like James was... Harden's girlfriend is little baby. Yeah. So that's a, it's a. Is that the saber metric here? Is that the pretty hidden, much hidden relationship? Yeah. Um. So I mean, 
I yeah, I just I really think the fact that Harden wants to test free agency, he's gone. He's gone. He's he turned he turned down a fifty million a year. Go contract. get Ben Simmons. Just go get him. Um, you get your elite defender. Honestly, like you could play Ben at the four, like a point forward almost. And I mean, you get defense, which is something Brooklyn desperately needs. So, I mean, they won't pull the trigger of the deadline. I, they absolutely will not. So they're going to lose them for nothing. Um, so, and then leaves Kyrie and Katie just hanging out. John, you have a point there? It sounds like you had something. No, yeah. I uh, just read today that Brooklyn wasn't going to listen to any uh, James Harden trade talks until after the trade deadline. Interesting. So, yeah. Really interesting. Yeah. Seems like a weird time to listen to trade offers after you – it's like a tease. They uh, seem pretty stubborn on giving up on this big three. I mean, they had Kyrie sitting out and basically did everything they could to bring him back. Um, they really want this team to work. Uh, a lot of revenue in New York, mm-hmm. although the Knicks are bigger fan base. Brooklyn bring in a lot of money for the league, and they want them to be good. But you look at James Harden, he's averaging, what, 0. 0.3, 0. 0.4 more points than Anthony Edwards this year after averaging in the 30s mm. uh, in on the Rockets. Like, It's obvious that he doesn't want his legacy to just be the really good guy who never won and then his stats to go down on the teams that he's trying to win it with. No, he doesn't want to be like Charles Barkley. Exactly. Um. I completely agree. Uh, well, hey, let's let's slide these trade conversations to the next guy in the list, and that is. So before we get into drum roll, please, Miles Turner, we're gonna we just totally forgot about our wine sponsor for the night. A wine sponsor of the night. It's velvety. It's smooth. It's luscious. It's lush. Like a virgin's lips. It's lush. Pinot Noir <laughs> from Nighthawk Black. Uh, it's a beautiful box made by Boda. Um, how's the wine tasting tonight, guys? I think, I think it's it's good. It's one of the best boxes I've ever had the opportunity to It's a great box. Play. It's a great box. I think the name is, is really great. Um, they make it as masculine as possible, Nighthawk Black. Very. I think uh, I think they're onto something. Does it rival the the wine Wingo Wednesdays? Um, I do usually get Pinot when I do go to wine. But night, usually there's a bingo but... card next to us. We got some wings. Usually we're winning in bingo. I, I honestly think that this wine might cost more than the wine. It, oh, those are that's, that's ten dollars for the bottle, and that's like. Obviously, wholesale, they get that for like $2 a bottle. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it's definitely not good. Some days, some nights, I just drink straight out the bottle. I'm like, I don't need a glass for this shit. It's garbage of wine. I'm just going to chug it. All right, John. Well, uh, you sent me this, so why don't you take it away? Why don't you tell the uh, tell the worldwide listeners of what information you gave me today? Uh, yeah. So, Miles Turner... Uh, of the Indiana Pacers uh, had momentum for a trade to the Portland Trailblazers, but they said that fell through because of Turner's 
injuries. Now, I am a fan of Turner. I think that he's a defensive anchor. I think that he can stretch the court. A lot um, like Sam Turner. A lot like Sam Turner, just a tall, lanky guy. <laughs> uh, I think Portland would have done really well with him. I, th- I think that he would have been a really good fit like when Dame comes back next season. Um, I don't know how Nurkic uh, is going to be when Dame's back and the whole team, but I think that Miles Turner would have been a good fit. Um, I'm not too high on the Pacers this year. I think that individually they're all great players, almost all-star, but none of them are. Like Brogdon is a great player, not an all-star. Is it Levert? Is on Levert, that? yep. Levert Karis. is great, not an all-star. Who's going to have a ton of interest. Sabonis, mm-hmm. even. Sabonis. Made the all-star game, but de- definitely. Uh, I would call him an all-star. He's an all-star yeah. player. The Pacers are, like you said, littered with these players with a lot of talent. Um, Miles Turner is, is definitely the most interesting of them because, in my opinion, because if you take Sabonis, he's someone that like would be a focal point of your offense. Um, I just love guys that add more than just the offensive side of the game. Those complimentary players are really important. Like, for instance, Miles Turner, if he was on Brooklyn, completely different team. Championship. Oh, they're, going to the, they're going to the ship. They're going to the ship. Miles Turner, uh, I'd like to see him traded, but it would be uh, – I don't know his contract situation. It's not many, bad. I don't know. I mean, like how many years he has left. I think two or three. So he could be traded in the offseason. Yeah. Potentially. Potentially. No, I think it's interesting. I uh, so Portland—that's where this rumor was um, was headed to. Yeah, Portland's kind of been dying out this year. No one's really talking about them. No waves. Damian Lillard got an injury. CJ McCollum's getting older. Um, they haven't really had much momentum. Maybe this could have—I don't know—sparked something for the next season, something new. But I don't see them coming out of the West. In the next five to ten years. Well, it's interesting because they had a nice run. There were year. There was a year they made the Western Conference Finals. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Dame's a polarizing player, but I do. I would like to believe Dame could be the, the number one player on a contending NBA team, but CJ McCollum is not a number two on a championship contending team. I agree. I think CJ's a number three guy. I. I'd say Damian could be a 1B, maybe. Okay. I don't know if he's a 1A type I guy. agree. That's a good take. I, I don't think he's a 1A. Yeah. I, I think there's certain players in the league that have almost a monopoly on like who's going to get to the finals. Jimmy Butler was one of the guys that broke in that I didn't think could. But these Giannis's and Durant's, I think that they just have such like a bigger advantage just starting off with their size and like ability to shoot at their size that makes their teams go farther every year. Well, when was the last time a point guard led their team to the finals? Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Okay. Chris Paul. <laughs> well, arguably. Uh, Steph Curry, yes, but he's kind of an outlier. Besides Curry, though, the last point guard. I would have to say. Um, I mean, Kyrie was a 1B. When he went with LeBron, yep. Um, but I'm like and AI. Larkin, Larkin's AI right it though. Too. It's like there's a there's so many one Bs in the league, and I think Dame's one of them. Like I would say, Joel's a one B. I would say like shit. Who well, I was really big on the Ben Simmons for Dame trade. 
because if you put Dame and Joel next to each other, that's, they're like two one Bs that could go to the final. That sounds right. like a fun roster makeup. And they have a they have good players around them. It's like I feel like Dame's a guy that like or he's not like LeBron or Giannis or Kevin Durant. You can't just throw him on whatever team. He needs to have a good team around him. True. I on that same note, I want to say that I think that James Harden is a one A player. I think that when he has the rhythm and amount of possessions that he needs, he usually like finds a way to score each time. And coming off the bench in Oklahoma and being a number two option in Brooklyn, he just I don't know. He just doesn't seem like the same guy who can put him over the hump. I think that he's with the amount of temps that he gets, I think his efficiency increases. I mean, it's tough too, though, because you're compa- like your idea, our idea of James Harden is having is the breaking Wilt's record. Or did he break it? What um, is scoring thirty consecutive thirty, 30 points, games? I he did. Like that's like that's what shocks our head is when we think about James Harden is this guy that on a rough Rockets team could do everything on the offensive side of the game. And uh, I don't think he's used – he hasn't had a backseat role since he played on the Thunder. Yeah, I, I think that in Philly with him as, like, the first option and Embiid is the second option, that's, like, his best chance to get out of the East. I think the East is still a little easier. Um, the Warriors are on the come-up, Suns. Uh, just the, the mid-pack teams, like, you compare, like, Charlotte to, like, Utah – yeah. Okay. Or, or whoa, whoa. Charlotte is at seven. Utah is at three or four. What do you mean? Four. Mid-pack? What, what is this? Well, you look at Denver. I think Denver is in the middle of the pack. I think yeah, they're, they're six. The six yeah. I think that the middle of the pack teams in the West are substantially better than the middle of the pack in the East. I, I would like, say I, I would like say the team. East is more top-heavy this year. I, I think agree. There's, there's more talent, I think. A little more talent in the East this I year. I think the I best think. teams have the best chance i mean in the east because um, there's four there's arguably three four teams that could mi- take the warriors or the suns in a conference in, in the finals which would be i mean that side note the top six seeds in the east are separated by two and a half games yeah a lot of competition half. that's like the, the sixers and charlotte's right there too well, you look at the three seed is Cleveland, and it's ridiculous. I never would. If you had told me that Cleveland would be the three seed this year, I would think it's laughable. I'm I uh, shocked. Out of shit bricks. Um, John, that's a lovely point. I think that's an amazing time to bring up our next topic, which is this season. We've had a resurgence of franchises that have not really been in the public eye. Uh, for a handful of years since their rosters were completely different. And that is the three-seed Grizzlies and the three-seed Cavs. Um, John, what do, what do you think this means uh, league-wide? What does this mean to you? Well, it's just a big shift. So, like, you think about, like, this, the fan bases and, like, markets for the NBA. And, like, you look at the Spurs, and they were one of, like, the biggest fan bases and had some of the best fans. But they're not even close close to the playoffs right now and you've got the grizzlies you've got the wolves you've got all these teams pushing for the playoffs now you've got the bulls back in the playoffs which is great for the nba you've got 
back Cleveland, in the contending Charlotte. hunt. Yes. Contenders. Not in the playoffs. Contenders, but probably more like in six to eight weeks. But. <laughs> no, yeah. I think it really helps the market for the NBA to have big, like big cities have good teams. But I think that it's also good for cities to have good teams intermittently that might not be big, like the Timberwolves, because – a lot of kids growing up right now are going to think about Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns when they're our age and think, wow, that was a sick team. Fans are getting kicked out of the game. It's, it's the Midwest. It's the resurgence of the teams in the middle of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about it almost, I think, every episode of our podcast of the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, John Morant, John Morant is uh, – <laughs> I don't know if he's French. <laughs> they're, they're trying to kick this guy out of the – like, ah, they got him. Got they got him. him. Two fans just got ejected from the Philly Laker game. By, they said they said something, Mello. You can't talk to Mello like that. Oh, Mello's jarring out of two. I like it. Yeah. Oh, he's, 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 <laughs> he's over the cup here. Like, oh, my God. He's drunk. Oh, that guy's Italian. Yeah, he's um, very Italian. He's very Italian. Very Italian and rude. Italians are not accepted in Philly games, I guess. Uh, but, no, I think it's great. Um, I'm really big on the Cavs this year. Um I think that my hot take is I think the Cavs are going to have the best record in the East when the season's done. Wow. I think the Cavs are going to be the number one seed in the East. Wow. Evan Mobley is a beast of a player. Do you see his Dr. J layup from behind the backboard? Is a reverse um, Yeah, yeah, and then Kuzma, Kuzma gave him a high five after it. I think so. Um, no, yeah, that was uh, – the Cavs are fun. I think the best part about this Cavs team, though, is that Kevin Love is still on the scene. Yeah, he's and he's, he's, great he's been a solid contributor off the bench. Yeah. And I mean, Garland's is going to be an all star. Jared Allen probably be an all star too. Um, so I mean, they got stars for the future on this team. I mean, um, so I think this it's not just a this this year thing. I think next uh, few years, watch out for Cleveland. Garland and Allen. And they lost, they lost Sexton. They lost Rubio. I think that might have been good for them to lose Sexton. That's and another Rubio. another hot. Well, Rubio Friend was. of the program. Rubio was good for that team. He had his moments for that team. But, like, I. He had his best game of his career for that team. She I, my like hot take. Nine of nine from deep or something. My hot yeah, take is Colin. would have been the best. <laughs> Colin Sexton gets traded this offseason. There's my hot take for you. I like, I, I like the Cavs' hot takes. Um, just cause like, there's already a lot of talk about Sexton being a ball hog and just, he's just like, not, I don't think he was ever really a good fit next to Garland. I didn't like it when they drafted him. Well, the Cavs took the best player at six that they could, which was Garland. Yeah. You weren't like, it was either that I, or I wasn't Jared crazy. Culver. So, and I, mean, I think it was like, I mean, I wasn't crazy. I kind of wanted the Bulls to get Garland. Um, I actually did want the Bulls to get Garland. Um, I think that was who do we end up with? Patrick at, Williams. No, yep. no, Lori Garland. Marketing. Garland's been in the year longer. Was no, it, Garland was. The I same think that was the Lori draft. I think it was the Lori draft. The Bulls. I think that was the Lori draft for the Bulls. No, Lori. No, no, no. I'm dude. Pat Williams and Garland were not the same draft class, dude. Garland's like in his third or fourth year. 2019 NBA draft. All right, we're Googling. We're Googling. We are in the Google process. Um, Garland was the five pick. Oh, Kobe White. Kobe White. We end up with Kobe. Yeah. Kobe White. Okay, so. Yeah, I wanted the Bulls to have Garland over Kobe White. Kobe had a good stretch. 
he's he's been having a good stretch, but like, eh, Garland's just Kobe White's more of like a Lou Williams type player. Garland's a complete package point guard. Complete package. Um, so I don't know. I think I think him and I think getting rid of Sexton's like this offseason for some talent will be really good for them. I just don't like the fit Colin Sexton and Garland next to each other. And we saw it when Colin Sexton left. Garland just emerged into this like the star he had within him. I don't know if you boys remember, but when uh, Sexton was drafted to the Cavs, certain players didn't know if he knew how to play the game of basketball, they said. Well they they didn't think he understood like. Do you remember when Alabama play. went against the Gophers? I and, do. and Alabama had two play. They only had four. They had, four, three, they had three guys they on the court, out and it was so Colin Sexton guys. leading a comeback against the Gophers. That was one on five. That was one ridiculous. On five. So that was no great. shit, he's a ball hog. Like that, that, that's his. Um, he's a good player. He's a scorer. Put him on the put him on the Celtics. Um, put a big on the Celtics. They need a center. Robert Williams is good, dude. Well. Robert Williams is a good in player. Two, in two Ks, it's pretty. No, he's good in real life too. He's on the court. He's injured all the time. Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, well, we can talk about him and Al Orford another time. But uh, this next question, I think, is really great. Um, this shoots back to the Manu Ginobili Spurs that our man John was a big fan of growing up. The head coach, Greg Popovich. Um, I think he's only a handful of games from being the all-time winningest coach in NBA history. Uh, but what, what's happening to his legacy right now? John, what do, what do you see out there? So ever since the Kawhi Leonard saga, um, mm. the Spurs have just been downhill. They have that season where they're right behind the Warriors in record, and they're winning the first game in the playoffs. Kawhi goes down. They get bumped. They haven't been good since. Um, he traded Tony Parker away to Charlotte. Um, he even kept Tony Parker when Tony Parker slept with his teammate's wife. <laughs> you don't remember that? that? Was it? I remember was it Barry? that. Brent Barry. Brent Barry's wife. Oh my god. He, yeah. So Tony Parker was. <laughs> a lot of people don't know this. Uh, Tony Parker was married to Eva, Eva Longoria. Yeah. Eva Longoria from uh, Real Housewives. She's so <laughs> she's so hot. She is a very attractive woman. And while they were married, so Tony Parker was having an affair with Brent Barry's wife. Wow. Wow. And uh, Longoria found the text. And they got a divorce. Brent Barry was traded. That's like early days. That's like still flip yeah. phone texting. I remember they yeah. got there. The they like went through that thing. My mom was like, oh, men are such pigs. Another NBA player cheat on his wife. I'm just like, oh, mom's like Tony Parker. My mom was obviously a big housewives girl. Woman. So <laughs> woman most of the time. Girl some days. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, she was very distraught. To hear about it. Okay, we got Malik back in the game. Let's try to hit this over, folks. Um, well, we here's, two points. here's the stats. Uh, Greg Popovich is eight wins away from being the all-time winningest head coach in NBA history. Yeah, I think that uh, you could say that for a long time. You know, on, get it, get it, get it. If you look at young coaches, uh, Steve Kerr has a lot of wins already, but I feel like with his back surgery and back issues, he had a big Ooh. time off. He might not get there. Uh, I don't see anyone really beating the record anytime soon. So right now it's Don Nelson, who um, I think Don Nelson was the coach for the Jazz. Where's Red Arbach? No, is Jerry he... Sloan was the coach. Oh, there he is. Jerry Sloan was coaching the Jazz. Who did Don Nelson coach for? 
I'm gonna say like the six, 1960 Sixers or some shit. Um, he coached. Oh, the Knicks. The Warriors. Okay, uh, the Warriors and the Knicks. Okay, so he's a coach during the Patrick Ewing, maybe. Yeah, it's so like the '80s Warriors and the '90s Knicks. It looks like. Was, was it the? Uh... How the fuck is he? He oh. was the Bucks coach. Was it the, dude, when they had Mullen? This dude has been Mullen? coaching for yeah, the, the Bucks when they still had Kareem. End of Kareem. Oh. The Warriors oh, when they at, had no! Chris Mullen, and the Knicks when they had Patrick. Ewing. No, there was a foul. Or, oh, no, we got it. We got it. We hit it over. We hit the over, people. Let's go. We, I don't think we did. I think no, we got it. it. They gave him the points. That's eleven. Let's go. That's eleven. Let's go. I don't. I don't. Another so. trig over hits. Malik Let's Monk go. Now what? Four for twenty. He has eleven. I think he only has ten. Nope. He's eleven. Oh nope. He's eleven. 11. We, did we did it. Yes, we did it. Oh my god. Um, He's going for more. Shoot that shit. All right. Well, um, Greg Popovich, one of the best coaches in NBA history, but one of the guys that gave him the most trouble was just the two year anniversary of his passing, Kobe Bryant. Um, rest in peace. Rest in peace to the Mamba. I just thought we could maybe each go around to say uh, an image, a game, a moment, something that uh, will always stay in your mind and uh, yep. forever of, of the one and only Kobe Bean Bryant. I got mine because I don't want anyone to steal it. Okay. I'm going to say when he tore his rotator cuff in his right his right shoulder and he had to shoot the entire game with his left hand. Ooh. And I think he played the whole the whole next game with his left hand. Didn't he? I think so. And he's doing some Larry Bird shit. He's doing I mean, well, Larry, Larry Bird did that for fun. He was saving his right hand for the... The he's just getting bored at that point. <laughs> I'm gonna drop 40 of my left hand just because I but, can. Uh, Larkin, didn't you go by Bird for a while? I was, didn't people call you Bird? I, I was uh, number 33 in high school. I was a huge Larry Bird fan. Um, other than Chris Paul, he was my guy growing up. Um, Kobe, though, Kobe was the first player that any of us actually saw. like Jordan resemblance substantially better than everyone else on the court. Mm. Like when he got the ball, it was always a mismatch. <laughs> I remember like they were playing the magic in the finals and oh, it nine. was, it was like, Oh nine. And back then I didn't have like the direct TV or like bundles and stuff yeah. like that. So I had like regular television and, uh, like our satellite, it was like raining out, and our satellite was so bad. <laughs> and I was trying to watch this game so hard. I was the Magic at the time had such a good team with Turkaloo, Howard, JJ Redding. Was it Shard uh, Lewis? Who is that? That former Grizzly? Point, uh, Jameer Nelson was their point, point guard. guard. No, no, he was with Conley. Well, Jameer Nelson the was Knicks. their starting point guard. He went to the Knicks. Well, their starting line was Jameer. Well, back when JJ, it was Kidu, Rashard Lewis, and Dwight Howard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they had a rookie. Uh, Mike Conley, Gasol, Rudolph played on the same team. Who's that shooting guard? To the Tony North. Allen? No, not Tony Allen. Right, He's a point, up, backup point guard. I'm first. looking up the roster. Um, Rafer Alston. No, they had Courtney a, Lee. Courtney Lee. They they had yeah, a yeah. Courtney Lee was rookie. solid. It was a rookie, and they had a game-winning play. I think they started Courtney some games. They too. were down. They were down two. That's a rookie. it. They're down two, inbounding the ball at half with a with less than a second left, 
and Courtney Lee ran an alley-oop play and jumped and banked it off the backboard and it rimmed out to lose a finals game as a rookie. Wow. It was a big one. Um, I just remember back to Kobe. Uh, Circle back. It was raining out. The pixelation was horrible. Every single play, I was, I was, my dad and I were just trying to figure out what was going on. I mean, we want to watch Kobe, and it would just cut back in, and Kobe would be making a fadeaway baseline jumper, like right when it cuts back in, and be like, oh, and then it would cut out again. I don't know. He was the first player I actually saw that was substantially better than everyone else. Um, all right, so my my lasting Kobe memory will be uh, so I grew up a. I was a big Rondell fan before the big three got there. So mm. like the Celtics. Um, what, do you, what do you mean you're a big Rondo guy before a, the big three? I had got. a Rondo jersey the year before KG got traded there. Call my mom. Really? Um, okay. Oh, so there okay. it is. There was my team, the Celtics, <laughs> in the finals with the Lakers. <laughs> I have um, her number. And the Celt- Speed dial. And the Celtics, <laughs> the Celtics win the finals. And I remember seeing Kobe Bryant's face. And just like just seeing his face after losing, and then the next two years he wins back to back against Orlando, and then beats the Celtics the following year. No, and... I think your timeline's off. Nope. They beat the. It it was. He beat, beat Orlando. Lose to the Celtics. Beat Orlando. Beat, no, dude, they went back to back finals. I think it was back to back. They went back to back. Look it I up. Think t- 2010 was. I think. The, uh, um, no, year. well, Orlando happened before the Celtics. Yeah, well, that yeah, yeah, been, yeah, it was Orlando. No, he got was, no. he got his fourth in Orlando first, and then he lost to Boston. No, no, no he, no, lost, no. To Boston, he lost to Boston, and then beat Orlando, and then beat, Orlando, and then and then beat, beat Boston. I don't. This is my this is my moment. I remember. I this. don't think I just, I, this is my favorite Kobe memory. Think I, I wrong? This is his favorite you should, Kobe you should look this up because I thought Boston and the Lakers played each other back to back years. I think I think it was Boston Orlando. Two thousand nine was okay. Yep, and then two thousand ten. Two thousand ten, they came back. Yeah, in seven. Not a world piece. So was it two thousand eight? It was two thousand and eight where the Celtics won over the Lakers. Um, so yeah, that would definitely be my uh, favorite Kobe memory. Uh, but sticking with the Lakers, I have this question: um, If you're a Lakers fan, or if you're a fan of the NBA, would you rather the Lakers have the bubble ring, or would you rather have them have the plethora of young players that they got rid of in order to get that championship? Bubble ring. Those, play, those players ring. are Brandon Ingram, Julius Randle, Lonzo Ball, Caruso, Kuzma, Zubats. I I think you got to go bubble ring because I do too. All those players are second, third options. They can't. That team's not winning you a championship. They can't win. Like, no, but, the they're set up, but they're set up for the future. Are yeah, better than? But this you team. also yeah, have to but, pay. You have to pay all those guys too. Yeah, I think that they did the perfect trade because. And I'll be all your goals to win a championship, and yeah. they did what they had to do to win it. So I mean, I don't, I don't buy into any of those players too much. I mean, Julius Randall was great uh, last year with the Knicks, but he's been terrible this year. I think, yeah, he's yeah. just none of them are that guy, you know. Yeah. And they got LeBron James and Anthony Davis for it, which won on the chip. I mean, you can and you can hopefully. Ah, uh, nah. LeBron leaves. AD's leaving too. He's a sellout. He's not gonna stay there. Nah, I thought it was just an interesting question. Um, I think it's difficult because a lot of people. I mean, not a lot of people. There's a section of NBA Twitter that will call it a bubble ring forever. But 
in the in the rafters still says the same same year so there's no asterisk in the rafters um i think i would take the bubble ring as well but it's hard but like i think there's an argument there's a lot of young guys that they missed out on yeah i don't really i i get the bubble argument that it's not the same as a regular season but like you really do either of you really think that if they played 20 more games like the results would have been different i had miami going to the finals matter what that year I bought into Miami. I didn't go into the finals. I think the argument is... I had Lakers going to the finals. Like, I think the argument is, is is the fans. When you're playing in an away arenas, there's 15,000 fans. I think that I think that's more the argument versus um, the bubble changing anything or more games. I think it's more of just like yeah. having to go on the road. People are just pissed Tyler Hero was dropping 30 a night. Yeah, in an empty gym. People are just pissed. pissed. People are just pissed about that. I uh, I don't know. I think that if you can ball, you can ball with fans or without fans. Yeah, it's kind of old school, but like in Hero, he struggled last year, but he's shown this year I'm not a fraud. He's been a beast this year. Yeah, there were a lot of injuries. I'll give you that. There's Um, injuries every every year. Yeah, people argue the Suns wouldn't have made the finals if like five different people didn't get injured. And then this year they told everyone to suck it. Yeah, we're good as fuck. Exactly. Uh, I mean, Miami was, yeah, like Miami was banged up at the end, like really bad. But like, again, you can go, I mean, I like, I'm a big like what if guy. And I like, I'm like, oh, what if, you know, what if uh, Bam was healthy and Goran was healthy? Do you think Oladipo is uh, an addition they needed? Like, do you think he will be worthwhile on this current roster? Do you think I that think, trade I, was worth it? I forgot he's, I forgot he's be still, that much better with him? Who did I they forgot he's still there. No one, I feel like. Uh, they, didn't really, they didn't lose any substantial players. They still got Robinson, Hero, Bam, and Jimmy. I forgot he's still out. He's like supposed to be their they sixth man. I, I like supposed Drogic. to be back in I like Drogic. <laughs> so they got rid of him. So it was a three-team deal. Um, let's see what the exact um, – who did they lose? Olenek. Yeah, Olenek. Oh, they, Olenek. Lost, they lost to Linux. Oh, yeah, that's fine. You know, uh, it's fine. Worth the, the risk. The Celtics the had the workout for Kelly Olenek, uh before they drafted him, and they did they draft Kelly Olynyk? Yeah, Olenek went to the Celtics and he dislocated Kevin Love's arm. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like literally grabbed it yeah. and pulled it out of his One of the dirty. That is a lot dirtier than Grayson Allen's. I would agree, and that was the year. Uh, that was uh, is that when? LeBron, LeBron went to the finals with and Kyrie bro- like broke his kneecap yeah, in so the it was finals just, it was first LeBron game. with Della de Dova. It was up two one against the Warriors. Three <laughs> one. No, I think it was no, two no, one. it was, it was not, two no, this one. Is they the lost four two. This is twenty fifteen. And um, so Kelly Olynyk's doing this workout for the Celtics in the in the before the draft, and uh, they have him doing drills, and they have him doing this three point drill, and he shoots ninety seven for a hundred. On three pointers, Kelly Olynyk. So they drafted him, and that's why they drafted him. Yeah. Insane. Wow. How um, far the apple may fall. Um, well, let's uh, let's move into our next subject. Here we have, as of tonight, the All Star starters have been released. Um, let's let's uh, let's hear what everyone has to think. Andy
Andrew Wiggins in the All Star game. What the fuck? It. I don't know who'd vote for him. They probably put milk in their in their bowl before the cereal. Oh, it's those yeah. type of people. <laughs> so all Warriors fans basically. Yeah. So just morons. I don't know. Harrison Barnes almost made it one oh, year. God. They're about to talk them. about it on TNT it. right now. I almost want to hear what Charles Barkley has to say about it. But <laughs> no, yeah, it's uh, well, it's it's Warriors fans. There's yeah. they outnumber. Wiggins has been getting votes. He's been getting votes. He's been getting votes. But like it's it's even last they year. They have a big fan base. Well, when the Warriors were hot and the Lakers were cold and. Uh, Draymond, Clay, and Curry were all all stars, and Harrison Barnes was almost an all star. People were claiming that all the Warriors fans were just Lakers fans, and because the Lakers were bad, they were <laughs> Warriors fans. But no, they have a huge following of strictly Warriors fans that will vote three, almost four people into the All Star game every year. Probably four times a day. Too. Yeah, well, Zaza Pachulia almost made the oh All Star game on the Warriors. Uh, it it just like I feel like it just taints the idea. I don't know if all star starters should be entirely fan voted. It's it's not. I think it's fifty percent fan. No, nope, that's for the then, reserves. I think. Really. I don't. Well, okay. So I saw a tweet. Um, I'm not for sure. That I I've always been bewildered. My brother Elliot always asked me because what I thought the format was was fifty percent fan vote and then fifty percent. Coach and player vote. Yeah, yeah, twenty five for coach. I and think it's that. Mm-hmm. Um, but is is that also for starters? I I feel like that's just reserves. Nope, I think it's for starters too. Because I read that tweet. I think Casey Johnson, he's a Bulls writer. Um, he said, "Oh my God, okay." So it just came out of what that seventy sixers fan said said on said the Carmelo tonight. I just went on my Twitter. I saw it. A 76ers fan, courtside, the Italian guy, um, throughout the game kept telling Car- Carmelo to get in the corner, boy. Keep shooting, boy. <laughs> oh, gee, that's not – I should not be laughing at this, but – That is – <laughs> should not be laughing at this. Yeah, that, that – Oh, my God. There's no, no, there's no place for that courtside. Nope. Get him no. out of there. I mean – and it was the one man who was in worse shape than Carmelo Anthony. Oh, he was drunk. Too, he was drunk. They were trying to, like, beer belly. <laughs> <laughs> Slicked oh. back, hair, tag. I mean, there was, like, there was wearing another. wearing a Frickman Cormats jersey. Greasy. We get his, greasy. Yeah, he's a greasy Oh, my guy. God. It was a Cormats jersey. Oh, God. He's yeah, he's probably racist, so shouldn't. Uh, no, LeBron, LeBron led the all-star starter voting. Oh, um, I didn't give my analytic. So Casey Johnson, Bulls writer, said that the players actually voted for Zach Levine to be an all-star starter over Trey Young. Yeah, I think Ernie Johnson just broke that. Yeah, and Ernie said that he also wanted Zach, too. Same with Chuck. So, But that's the point. If players and established members in the NBA media have an opinion, yet the fans – because fans range in all levels. There's fair weather to diehards, those that have NBA podcasts and those that don't. And like, I like, I just think it's interesting that so some, some as, of these guys are getting voted in when they don't have the talent. As hosts of a podcast, what do you think about that? Do you think Levine should be in there over Trey? Yeah, absolutely. I think reward. I mean, I get Trey's more fun, but like, I mean, I think starting the All Star game is like a big deal for some of these guys. And I think, um, I mean, the Bolt. The Bulls are Hawks, a two seed. Hawks are twelve right now in the East. He Trayon should be an All Star. 
It shouldn't be a starter. I feel like the I starters should, starter. should represent the best players from the best teams. Like in, like in the All-NBA teams. Those are the best players on the best teams. And, yeah. I mean, but I get it. I figured Trey Young. But I would even rather have Harden start over Trey Young. Honestly, I don't even care about the East starters. Like, but whatever. We're getting Andrew a, Wiggins. We're getting though. an oh. iconic photo, though. God. We're getting an iconic photo of Wiggins, Cat, and Levine all at the All-Star game. In, full circle. In it's different finally reasons. happening. It is happening. Okay, Ant looks like he's ready to slaughter slaughter sheep tonight. Oh, my God. He changed his hairdo. I kind of liked it when he had the, the double he had the double braid going back. Yeah. Um, all right, well, also a part of All-Star Weekend. Um, for the last couple of years, they've kind of changed up the format every other year, whether it's World versus USA. Oh, um, and, okay, sorry. I just completely missed my other rant. And also, like, the All-Star starting voting is just makes no fucking sense. Like, they have Luca as a guard when Luca plays the three. Jalen Brunson plays the one. Tim Hardaway plays the two. Luca, he's a point. He's a he plays a point guard in theory. He takes the ball up, but Luca is literally listed as a three every night, mm-hmm. um, unless maybe someone is hurt. But Luca's a three, and like even with, I think they had Paul George in the front court too. Paul George traditionally had, plays the two. They had Ant in the as a as a guard, but he plays the three. It, yep, and it, Pat Bev. I think that lineup they were Pat Bev's hurt still, right? Yeah. And they usually go with Bev, D'Lo, and Ant, correct? It does. Yeah. Um, so, and then who else? DeRozan hasn't played the two all year. Yeah. He, has, he plays the three. So, so it's like. So it's when just, I read off these five names, which name sounds like it doesn't belong? LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, John Morant, Steph Curry, Andrew Wiggins. Get John Morant out of the All-Star game. Fuck it. <laughs> no, John, you're you're right. Not buying like, this. He Grizzlies should not BS. be there. He shouldn't. He shouldn't even be able to go to All Star Weekend to watch. That's, <laughs> that's how little effort he puts into playing basketball. He looks oh, like he's sleeping pass. when he's playing. It's it's, it's just uh, no. But uh, All Star Weekend, uh, moving to the next game, the Rising Star game has completely changed. Love it. I think it's going to be super fucking cool. Um, For anyone that doesn't know, they're now changing it. They're going to do 12 rookies, 12 sophomores. And steal. And four players from a G League team, uh, the G League Ignite. And they're going to put them on four different teams. So four teams of seven guys. They're going to do a little three-game tournament to see who comes out. Um, I think it's really cool. What do you think, John? I think it's a great idea. Um I think it's good to incorporate the G League in some stuff. I mean, we had, like, Derek Jones Jr. come out of the G League and win the dunk contest. True. Um, we've had a lot of players that uh, have put substantial minutes in the NBA from the G League, like Siakam is an NBA champion, and uh, he's from the G League. Rocco was also the yeah. G Alex League Caruso guy. Caruso was G League. Andre Ingram. Friend of the program. Uh, Friend of the program. Two episodes in a row. No, I think it's a good idea. I think when you can enlarge the market to have more potential name recognition or stars, like more players that can grow a fan base, the better. So smart marketing plan by the NBA. Um, 
It's just more fun. It's just like, yeah. a, and like games, like they're low scoring, so that they're going to be really fast paced. Well, well, I, th- I think that there's a, a score, a target set score. score. Yep. yep. It's 25, 25, or you know, it's 50, 50. And then for the finals, mm. it's 25. And you look at stuff like the big three, and I think the big three had an influence on that. Because, oh, like, you're so right. For a year you're or two, so right. like everyone's watching all these old NBA players nice. play basketball. And they reinvented the game, like, with rules and, like, sure, I'm not a huge four-pointer guy, but a set score is pretty entertaining. I remember the year, rest in peace, that Kobe died, uh, they had the all-star game to set score, and it was much more entertaining to watch Giannis and LeBron go at each other to try to get to a score than... Battling the final buzzer. Yeah, than every single player trying to score as much as they can and look good doing it. No, I think it's a... I think it's great, and we're going to move into our final segment, the highly toted Mount Rushmore. And uh, this week on the pod, Chain Hoop Heroes, we're going to do the Mount Rushmore of the worst players that you'd want to be in a back alley with. I'm talking guys that you don't want to get in a scuffle with. All time. All time. Players that you, if that woman says, if that guy says something to your woman, you're just leaving with your woman. You're not. You're not talking to him. Um, no, he's leaving with your woman. Or he's probably leaving with your woman. Yeah. Yes, Fuck your life, Bing um, Bong. Your baby is not your baby anymore. No more. He's their baby. So my first pick. Um, we talked about him already tonight, but I would say the scariest guy that I've ever seen on the court was uh, Ben Wallace. Mm. That's my number one on the mount. Trade. Uh, I'm gonna go Marcus Smart because I remember at Oklahoma Ooh. State he literally fought a fan. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, in college, he there was a lot of flag, red flags on Marcus Smart and his temper. Um, he did go in the stands one game. Um, you remember that, Larkin, do you? Uh, I don't remember Marcus Smart doing that, but... You should Google it, Jack. I definitely believe it. He no, he cut his hand open punch, punching a window. Oh I believe it was out for most of the season a couple of years ago. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's well, not like super big, but he's just like... He's a hothead. He's a hot... Yep, yep, there it is. There it is. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, he went, yep. He went out of fan. Um, yeah, he's a total hothead, and dude is just a scrapper. Like, you, know, yeah. you know he doesn't give up on a fight. Even if he's outmatched, he's not. He's going to keep throwing punches all night long. All right, so. John, who's your first on your mount? You know, I honestly want to go with Ron Artest, but although his – reputation is of a hard ass who will not take shit from anyone including fans <laughs> i'm gonna go with kenneth farid oh Ooh, he yeah. is a the man he's he a manimal i uh, i don't know if you know this but he broke uh tim duncan's college record for most rebounds oh um he's an animal i think that in his prime he was one of the scariest players at his size he wasn't that tall compared to a lot of guys but I don't know. He gives me Nene, uh, Montrez, Harold vibes. Mm. I think he's a dog. I'm going with Fareed. Nice, nice. Um, all right, my next guy uh, used to be on the Wolves, has a black belt. I'm going James Johnson. Ooh. I do not think this man has the moves. He has an undefeated mixed martial arts record. <laughs> oh, <it's> terrifying. <laughs> I do not want to meet yeah, that he's man. he's actually terrifying. I do not want to meet that, that man in an alley. Um, I got I got James Johnson for my number two. Okay. Um. Damn. Like now I'm on the spot trying to think of someone. Um. 
You know what? I'm gonna go. Uh, no, actually, I can't use this guy. I used him in a Mount Rushmore before. Um, should I just go out of the box yeah, with this one? Box. Say Joe Dumars. Oh, okay. Let's say Joe Dumars. Joe Dumars. I yeah. Would, wow. Um, he. I would have thought you'd go with like a Bill Lambier if you're going. Old I school. was thinking Bill Lambier, but I've used him in another podcast, another episode before this. Yeah. So I was like, oh yeah, Bill Lambier probably got into a lot of bar fights growing up. But um, no, Joe Dumars, man, he like used to hack Michael. He did. He did. And he used to just give Michael the hardest time. I feel like the dude is just an absolute scrapper. Like he was not afraid of Michael. And like, I mean, he used to like, he used to like get into it with him. So, I mean, yeah. I feel like I'm gonna say Joe Dumars. All right, Joe, I like kind of an out of out of the box take, no, but no, it's, it's all right, it's all right, it's all right. Yeah, John, what do you got for your number two on the mount? Number two on the mount. Ah, oh, man, this is hard. Um. I'm going to go with big Steven Adams. You know, he's not really... He's such a lovable guy. He's a lovable guy, but I feel like he could crush your skull in the palm of his hand. <laughs> he is... Squeeze it. He's a Viking through and through. Um, bouncer. Bouncer. He's a bouncer's bouncer. You know, if you're going to yeah. bouncer school, he's the bouncer outside. <laughs> um, they have bartending school, and then they have bouncer school. The tattoo sleeves, really cool. The long hair. Uh, loved the mustache game with him and uh, Cantor, but intimidating guy. A lot of guys say he's the strongest man in the NBA. His, his screens are the hardest. Uh, he's a strong guy, and uh, I would not like to find myself in a fight with, against him. Nice, nice. Um, all right, for my next pick, I think I'm going to go with uh, you've also mentioned him tonight, and that does not mean this is a lack of creativity, but Rashid Wallace. Oh, yeah. Big guy. Just burly, too. Not just, like, tall, but burly man. Yeah. Um, led the league in techs most of the years he was in the league. And uh, I think that man's scary as hell, and I would take Rashid Wallace for my number three on my Mount Rushmore. Trey, who you got? Um, Actually... Dude, I'm going to go with Gilbert Arenas because that dude is always strapped. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. You do not want to be in a locker room with that guy. Or an alley. No. No. Probably no. not in a locker room either. He's got guns in his locker room. You think he's going out to the club. He's definitely got a gun on him then. Yeah, if he's going in an alley, you don't know what he's got. Andy, like, that dude's a – he doesn't give no – he gives no fucks about anything. No. All right, John? Um, With my next guy uh, – Fuck, I just had him. Um with Ronnie. <laughs> with Ronnie? Yeah, you already said. No, 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 no. It's too easy. Um, too easy. I'm going to – oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with Carlos Boozer. Oh. You know, Carlos, uh, I like great it. player. Uh, I don't know if you guys seen that video of him punching the ref in the balls. Oh, my God, no. It's vicious. Yeah, yeah. It's vicious. <laughs> wasn't it an accident, though? It was on an accident. It was a fist but... bump after a good play. It was vicious. It looked scary. And he's Cuban, so he probably knows how to box. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I can't really top that. Um, damn, I like that. I like that pick. I like mm-hmm. that pick. I was honestly thinking about Carlos Boozer this couple nights ago. because he, uh, he was on the Cavs before LeBron got drafted yeah, there. yeah. And there's like a quote of like all the Cavs players talking about the team before LeBron got there, and he's like, "We don't need some young gun coming in here. What is he gonna? He's not gonna change that much." Boozer's I, gone the next season, and LeBron's the best player on the team. I remember uh, when Boozer retired uh, on 
uh, inside the NBA, they had uh, a segment where Boozer plugged his uh, NBA team themed pillows. He had he's making throw pillows of each <laughs> NBA team with their logos on them, and uh, I'm wishing him all the best. But yeah, scary ass guy. If I ever had to fight him. Um, all right. Well, I'm gonna go. Uh, I feel like this is a pretty obvious pick. Probably the scariest man in NBA history during his prime. I'm going to Big Diesel, Shit. Shaquille O'Neal. Oh yeah, I mean he's seven two. Just pick you up. He's huge. Throw you. You ever see uh, the fight between him and Charles Barkley? Like on I mean, fist he, fight. He oh, even no. plays dubstep. Yeah. He's a, DJ, he's a DJ. He plays too. dubstep. Should, I, he plays violent EDM music. I, uh, That's scary. I'd say Shaq just because of his size, but. I don't think he's got that vicious I don't think so either. mentality. He talked about how when he was a kid, he beat another kid up in his elementary school up uh, until the kid had a seizure. Oh, my God. And uh, he changed his, yeah. yeah. He talks about how his dad beat him after that and how it's changed him. And Jesus like Christ. how he has to recognize his size. Wow. Okay. So much bigger than people. So but, uh, dude, fun I, fact, too. Shaq is actually uh, performing at Skyway Theater in March. I will be in Chicago, which I'm really sad about because there's like, dude, I'm not going to miss Shaq DJ in Minneapolis. Are you kidding me? It's Shaq. All right, so who who you got for your fourth? Your fourth and final. Oh, dude. So this guy is like, you know, he hasn't played a ton of NBA minutes, especially in recent years. I mean, he's like, he's just a bench guy. He's um, he's a veteran locker, veteran um, leadership in the locker room that every team needs. I feel like guys look at him as like he's not like the in a mafia standpoint like he's not like the the kill guy but he's like the mafia boss like going he's a, I am going you down. Oh my god. <laughs> I am going you down. Do he's like you know he's the old head. He's the mafia boss. You don't touch you don't touch you You don't touch you And like especially when he when he was younger though, he was I mean, dude, he's scary, man. I'd be terrified if I got I'd beef with Giannis Haslam. Because even if at his age, if he can't beat you up, all his homies will beat you up. Like he's got he's got guys behind him. Damn, Everyone Yeah. Pick. Well, John, uh you got number four, you're the last last pick of your Mount Rushmore. Would you not want to end up in a back alley with? You know, out of all the guys, I think after watching the Jake Paul fight, Nate Robinson is the guy I would want to. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm going Kevin Garnett. Ooh, he might yeah, not be the biggest guy, but lanky though. He, he is, is a dog. Arms. He will bite you in the jugular if it comes to that. He is a dog. Damn, I like that pick. Um, well, shit, guys, this has been a this has been a great episode. Again, want to thank our wine sponsor tonight, Lush Pinot Noir from Nighthawk Black. And more importantly, we want to thank the guest, the second guest ever of Chain Hoop Heroes, John Larkin. Woo! Thank Just you for wait coming till on. we have sound effects. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was a pleasure to have you. I'll be uh, maybe next wing night. Yeah? Yeah. Book it next Wednesday. No, it was, a, it was a pleasure to be here. Love talking basketball anytime. You guys have uh, got something going here. I really like it. Well, uh, on that note, let's keep our eyes to the overs that we have on the night. Cheers, everyone. Get home safe or get wherever you're going safe. And, uh, and maybe, if I, maybe if I don't go to Chicago, we'll do a live 
broadcast of the podcast at the DJ Diesel concert, and I will be on a bunch of ecstasy. Let's do it. Let's book it. All right, Skull <laughs> All right, Skull Wolves. Oh, thank you.